Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In today's episode, Ali Meller joins us. She's the owner and founder of Vacarco, consisting of over 20 low-carb, clean, healthy, and nutritious products stocked in stores throughout Australia and New Zealand. The range expands across coffee creamers to gelatin gummies. They are constantly changing the way people live their lives through products that challenge the status quo in the health and nutrition space. Founded in 2017, Lacaco made a promise to only use the cleanest, healthiest ingredients, no matter the circumstances. In this episode, we talk about Ali's journey she's experienced through starting and growing her business. Ali, thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We were just saying you've just made the move back to Sydney. How long have you been living in Brisbane for? Uh, Probably about two and a half years ago. Um, So, yeah, I'm from Sydney and I'm so happy to be home. It really feels like home. Oh, my gosh. Have you moved back to the same area that you were living in previously? Yeah, yeah. We used to live in Coogee, um, but I've actually moved back to, um, we're in Malara at the moment, so a right. little bit more central and where we want to be, but yeah, in the yeah. eastern suburbs. Wow. Do you think you'll stay in that area or you might move again? No, I think we will. My, my little boy goes to school next year, so um, yeah, we really do kind of need to stay in this area now, so if he stays in the same school, but yeah, I love the eastern suburbs, so I'm yeah, happy to stay if we same. can. That's where I am. How was yeah, it? I thought so. How was it relocating during this whole isolation phase? I can't even imagine what you've just been through. Yeah, it was um, very, very challenging. We were actually supposed to move the week after the the shutdowns got announced. Um, But because of everything happened, we just didn't have any clue of what really we were allowed to do and what we weren't. So we decided to delay it by a month. But uh, well, we actually decided to delay it until everything had had been, you know, rectified. And obviously, we realized that it wasn't going to happen anytime soon. So, um, yeah, it was really challenging. We, because the Queensland borders were closed, we weren't sure if we could get um, a removalist to to go from Queensland to, to yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, everything wasn't as bad um, as, as it may seem. You know, if you're a resident, you can come in and out. And uh, me and my boys actually got on a flight, which um, was interesting. Um, wow. Yeah, we flew over here. Oh my gosh. So when did you have removalists pack up your house or did you do it? My husband did it. Yeah. I have two little boys. So one of them is one and one of them is four. So we decided, you know, I'm just going to get on a flight and go and stay in a hotel for a few days in Sydney. Mm. And my husband um, packed up the house and, you know, went with the removalist and drove down here. And then I met him here. So um, were you the only one in the hotel (laughs) or there are people in the hotel? No, it was dead. It was dead. Was it was it? just at the, you know, in Double Bay, it was completely dead. And the flight was dead. There was like three people on the flight. So wow. this whole social distancing thing wasn't a problem even when you're getting on a flight. Like yeah. it, it was really, really quiet. How eerie. I think it would be mm. eerie being in a hotel with not that many people in. Yeah, I know. It was it was crazy. But Sydney's, um, you know, Sydney here in the eastern suburbs is, is very different to Queensland. I mean, there was yeah. just security and police and, 
you know, there was queues everywhere to get in and, um, you know, people wearing um, face masks and everything. So that was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a change on from what we're used to in, in Belimba. Everyone was right. just very casual and quiet about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, welcome to Sydney. <laughs> now I'd, you. Lo- I'd love for you to tell everyone about your amazing brand. Yeah, thank you. Um, so Lakako is my brand, um, obviously, as you're aware. And, um, yeah, we started about two and a half years ago. Actually, I was here in Sydney um, probably about three years ago now, actually. And um, I guess um, I spent a lot of time in America and, um, you know, I guess myself I've been following this sort of this keto diet. And um, after coming back from a trip from America, I, I guess I kind of realised that um, – you know the the products that they have here are nothing like the products that we have here and obviously there was a a massive opportunity um you know to 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 build my own brand um over here so yeah I I guess um I didn't start it with a lot of money I I actually just bought some products from I guess wholesalers and and blended all together in my kitchen and and sold it at the local markets literally Um, how many years ago was that when you started off like that that was about three years ago yeah. now, three years ago. And I, you know, set up a little website and ordered some packaging from, you know, Alibaba in China mm. and got some labels and stuff and did all the design and everything myself. We were actually branded as a different brand completely. I was just I about to ask you that. Yeah. What was the original brand name? The original brand name was Keto & Co. Right. So that and was always our focus is, is strict, really, really strict keto products. Sure. And how did you get mm. to Lukaku? Like, is there a story behind that brand name? Yeah. So, I mean, the whole reason for launching was actually because I wanted to do a snack bar that was completely low carb <laughs> and low sugar and, you know, something like that didn't exist on the market. You know, we were sort of in the era of the most popular bar on the market had like 60% sugar. So it was really my goal to change that. But that, that sort of goal was very, very challenging. Firstly, um, you know, I guess I didn't have the investment to, to outlay what, you know, 30,000 bars of, of each variety. Mm. Um, so I guess I just started, I, you know, started to start with it with the creamers and the powders because I could sort of do the minimum order that I needed rather than um, be stuck with 60,000 bars and have nowhere to sell it. So, Thank you, um, <laughs> yeah. So when I finally got to the point where I was able to launch a bar, um, we, we did use a little bit of dates in them. Right. which um, it, it did th- throw them out of keto. Um, they weren't necessarily keto. So I guess our brand name um, didn't relate to the pro- products anymore. So I actually started two brands at one point. One of them was, was called Keto & Co. And one of them was actually called Low Car Co, which, you know, Keto & Co and Low Car Co means Low Carb Co. So yeah. I guess, you know, we were always meant to have two brands. Mm. Um but then, you know, the, the bars started doing really well and, and, the, and the brand, that sort of brand started doing really, really well. And then we changed the, you know, the coffee creamers over to go over to there. And then, you know, all of a sudden the, the coffee creamers did really, really well. And I think that sort of keto branding kind of, you know, it, it limited who I was marketing to. Yeah. Um, so changing over to, to the new branding really changed the dynamic really. So how many products are in the range like, and how many ranges have you got? Uh, we actually have two ranges now. Yep. So um, we launched a, a new range um, this year called Tonica. Um, so Tonica is all vegan, it's organic, and it's, you know, the protein powder. And it, it, it's, it's kind of this vegan collagen um, 
thing going on with adaptogenics and that. And um, so that's one brand. And we've also obviously got Lukaku. And um, yeah, we've got about 32 two lines now um, for Lukaku. So, yeah. you know, Lukaku is our, is our main focus now. We're actually um, going to rebrand Tonica into Lukaku again. So I guess it's kind of what I do. I start brands yeah. and then <laughs> figure out where. <laughs> well, that's my next question. That's my next question. So when you first started, like what were your what were your skills and expertise? Was it recipe development? Like what was it that kind of got you, you know, here to begin with? Um, no, absolutely it was not recipe development. I actually was in sales. So I used to work for a health food company um, when they first started probably about seven years ago and they're probably one of Australia's well-known, you know, well-known health food company. So I started with them and I was um, business development and on the road. And I actually left to start a company um, that was a sales um, consultant. So I took on about six brands underneath me. And I guess essentially I was a sales consultant for six brands. But, um, you know, there were startup brands, there were new brands. And obviously these brands couldn't afford full-time sales staff. So that's kind of where I came in. and I guess I kind of got to a point where I had so many brands underneath me and I, I kind of hit capacity and I, I wasn't sure how the business could grow. So I started my own brand. And I guess, yeah, you kind of, you know, are forced into a way where, where, what's most successful and that, I guess, was our own brand. So we kind of, mm. you know, stepped away from all the brands and, and focused on, on, you know, Lukaku. Yeah. Did you have any mm. experience in, you know, creating and formulating recipes? No, absolutely not. I actually, you know, I've created every single product that we do have today, but it was just trial and error. It really was trial and error. Um, I learned how to create nutritional labels. Um, You know, I learned from manufacturers who taught me and uh, yeah, it was really just trial and error and experience on the job um, was, was absolutely key. Now I you know, I'm, I'm trying to branch into to sort of creating other brands for other people now through recipe development. So, yeah, it was, it was just trial and error. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What would you say have been some of the biggest challenges you've faced in the business so far? Um, oh, gosh, so many, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I'd say probably the first challenge, um, you know, when we, we had the sort of, I, I guess I could say we had the wrong branding. We had the wrong branding. I created it myself. Um, I guess that was a challenge for us was trying to, um, figure out our story and figure out our branding and figure out who our, our market was. Mm-hmm. I guess that was our, our biggest challenge. And, and the way to fix that was, you know, to go to a designer to, to sort of, you know, help me with that. And I think it was that sort of that point when I realized that I can't do everything myself. I actually need to go and find professionals to, to kind of do what I can't do. And I think that's what, when I, I kind of realized and when we actually started to grow. Yeah. Yeah, mm. brand, branding makes such a big difference, doesn't it? Because that's that's often the first thing that people see when they connect with your brand, you know, before they even trial the product. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely. The yeah. branding is everything. Have you faced huge challenges through isolation or you, you, you've been okay? Um, yeah, I think 
think I've been okay. To be honest, we, um, you know, our warehouse is in is in Cleveland, and we don't actually go to our warehouse. So I always work from home. I guess the challenge for me was having two boys at home, um, yeah. two young boys. You know, I was doing Zoom calls, and you know, my son decided to he wanted to talk about his dinosaurs, and um, I guess that was the biggest challenge is when you have kids and the isolation. Um, from a from a business perspective, yes, it, it, it has affected us. Um, it's just forced us to, I guess, change change our model. Really, we've you know we've gone from a, a, a type of model where we don't have a lot of staff, and you know the model that we employed was sort of selling our products to distribution, and then the distributors would then look after it from, I guess, a bit of a marketing point of view and a bit of you know out to stores point of view. Um, so obviously when, when the, the isolation and the lockdowns came in that, you know, the distributors weren't doing the numbers that they, they, they used to do. So we, you know, we kind of needed to take it, take it back a little bit and, and yeah. take ownership of the sales a lot more, which, you know, I think will help us grow long-term. Yeah. Better margins as well. So are you finding Absolutely. you're just driving, driving most of all of the traffic to your website for online sales, are you? Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't really try to start. It just kind of happened. We, mm. You know, our online sales tripled by four times. So wow. it's it's really amazing because I'm getting so many uh, customers that I've never seen before and it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining data now and I'm understanding who my market are. So even if they're, you know, happy for them to go back to the stores after, I can still have the ability to market to them and show them new lines and stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really been very positive on that side. Yeah, my gosh. Has it been tricky managing the business and moving interstate? Um, no. I mean, it was really like a three-day turnaround. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really a three-day turnaround. Um, and my my warehouse do all of my my orders. So... Yeah, it wasn't that challenging, no. Mm. That's yeah. lucky that you've got the business yeah. set up in a way that, yeah, it, has, it hasn't been affected too much. So what, no, is, yeah. what is something that you wish you knew when you first started the business at the beginning? You know, like when you kind of get down to two or three years in, you're like, oh, my God, I wish I'd known this at the beginning. Um. Yeah, probably, I guess, lots of little things that, you know, um, I guess something that I wish I did when I started was was get a proper professional design done. Um, the designer that I did use, I went to her to start and she sent me her fees and I guess as a, you know, as someone that didn't know much about design, I was like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, but looking back at it now, it's, you know, it, it was the best investment I've ever spent. So, um, yeah, I guess just knowing that branding is the most important thing uh, would have been really great to, to understand. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, I think, you know, if anyone that does want to start their own brand, I definitely sort of do research on, on what's out there and what you're competing with and price-wise because I think that's what really um, – you know, gave us a, you know, a foot in the door to success wise is that we, you know, we, everything that we do is, is completely different to anything that anyone does. And we always yeah. try and do something different no matter do what. Do you find that hard to be thinking of doing something different or does it come naturally to you? Yeah, I guess it just comes naturally. If it, you know, it just comes naturally. I would never develop something that already exists, and if it did exist, I would do it completely different. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it absolutely just comes natural. We've just um, just sort of done the, the the works for a new product, and it's um, it's a 
a chocolate mousse. Um, it's a chocolate wow. mousse. So yes, I understand that, that there are chocolate mousses on the on the market, but you know they're full of like casein and um, you know thickeners and stuff. So ours is you know it's probiotic, it's collagen, it's MCT. So I guess it's it's similar, but it, we, we've made it so unique in this different way, and it's obviously keto and it's yeah. I it's love yummy. mousse, but I haven't had it for ages. Mm. So do, will yours come in a packet and then you add something to it to make the mousse? Like how will it work? Yeah, so um, it's similar to our gummies. I don't know if you've seen our gummies. I've seen them, yeah. Our chocolate gummies, yeah. So our chocolate gummies, are just uh, it's a small little bag. It's only 120, uh, 120 grams, and you put it in a saucepan with 300 mils of liquid. Now, water is fine. Um, it tastes beautiful with water, but, you know, you can add almond milk or, or coconut milk or some people even use coconut cream to make it really creamy. And then you let it set, um, and it's beautiful chocolate gummies, kind of like Chico's. They taste like yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the chocolate mousse is a similar concept. You just add um, a can of cream, yeah, um, of coconut cream, and you just oh, let wow. it set, and it's a beautiful moussey texture. When does that become available? Um, I'm not sure. I'm just finalizing everything, but we can get stuff done probably in about six weeks. So, um, I'd say about six weeks. We just, you know, we had, we had a lot of plans. We had some slim and slim fit collagen going on. We had like a plant-based stuff going on and, you know, we had like, um, obviously slim fit was, was really sort of to target that sort of fitness side of things. And obviously when all the gyms closed and sort of the, the, the money of people was probably dying, we decided to go with some cheaper options that were more comfort wise. So yeah. like cook, cookie dough and is our next product. So mm. yeah, we just had to change the way we did things a little how, bit. How often are you releasing new products? Um, probably, um, a lot often than, than what we should. We actually launched <laughs> nine and yeah. someone said to me, he said, oh my gosh, you, you know, you, you just have more ideas than people have in an entire lifetime of business. And, um, sometimes it's, you know, too much is, is, you know, too much, but, um, if you don't do it, you won't know if it's successful. So. Exactly. Do you do you release any of them kind of as like limited edition or just see how it goes and then decide whether you do it again or pretty much everything you release stays in the range? No, we do do a lot of limited editions actually just because we do sort of have this distribution network when we do offer a product to a distribution where a distributor, that, you know, they obviously spend a lot of money in marketing and that as well. And there are some products because we do everything so unique, we're not actually sure how well they will do. Yeah. So, for example, we've just launched a cookie dough. Um, it's an edible cookie dough um, and all you do is just add um, some coconut oil and, yeah, it's literally like eating raw cookie dough. Um, wow. So, yeah, to me it was a bit of a, a strange product, it was a bit unique. I wasn't really sure if people would understand the concept of it and, you know, it would be sort of be a repeat purchase. So we've actually done that as a limited edition. Yeah. Um, so we'll launch that in about two weeks, um, see how it goes, if it goes well. Um you know, obviously we will, um, you know, we'll launch it as a, a permanent product. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like such a fun job you've created yourself. Yeah, it's really <laughs> great. We do. We, we love doing collaborations. We did a collaboration with another company who do brownies. Um, yes, they're so a client of mine. Ah, uh, 180 I, cakes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that come out and I was like, excellent collaboration, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really, really fun one. Mm. Um, I've actually just asked Kara if she's got any. I'm trying to track some down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, we love doing stuff like that. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so lovely to have you here. And where can everyone find you? Um, to buy our stuff, yeah, we're online. Um, you know, lakako.com.au. And Lakako is spelled L O C A K O. That's yep, correct, that's isn't right. it? I got it right? Yep. Excellent. Yeah. So it means low carb. Yeah. Really fast. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? As we were describing that and I was looking at the word, I'm like, that, that's definitely, I was like, all of a sudden I could see the word low carb in there. Yeah. So yeah, it all makes sense. It's fabulous. Ali, thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 